Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 215. I'm your host, Brian. Join me this evening, Mac. Good evening, everybody. I found out this week that apparently emus will sneak up behind people, sometimes following them for miles, just in order to poke them in the back with their beak and run off. Oh, wow, that's an angry bird. <laughs> no, it's actually, it's, a, it's actually just a game. Oh, okay. And yeah, Ian? It, Hi. Hi, Ian. No Ian is with us. For you. Yes, Sorry. okay. Nothing that, as usual, bupkis. Yep. Nothing emu-related in my life right now. Okay. Well, we have Mad Cat. Back and all moved out into a new place with geckos, 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 and cats, cats, and humanoids. Right. But humanoids are third on the list of important. Of course. <laughs> and we have the dumbass himself. I can be my own best friend, and I can send myself for pizza. Impressive. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're a clone now. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. How's everybody doing? Doing Keep pretty good. Busy. Yeah. Not too bad. Not bad. Getting I, had, uh, I, uh, I took out Tango and Zinnia and Ichabob last night and put them on the play stand and had a, had a big old green cheek party out there. Really? A, a big old green cheek party? Yep. I'm sorry. Three green cheeks make a pretty big party. And it's easier to kill two birds with one stone. You've got them all on one, you know, one perch, right? I don't don't use that. That's racist. <laughs> it's species. So they saying it's the bird. Bird is the work. <laughs> Bird's the word. Oh no, we're gonna have plot. We're, we're we're gonna have lots of fun tonight. There's a few things we're probably gonna beat a dead horse, but you know, <laughs> better a dead one than a live one. Right. Exactly. All right. Anything else going on, Ian? Do you want? Mm. Do you have merchandise to hawk? Nope. <laughs> Not right. right now. Very good. Well, then, Mad Cat, what is it time for? Ah, yes. <clears throat> How did you guys do without me for the last couple times? <laughs> not well. Not well. Things did not go well. I must listen to that. Okay. Now Fine. time for Ian and Dumbass's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass by Media the dumbass The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am happy. I'm, so, I'm very happy. You know, I mean, Dumbass did a pretty good job of introducing the segment. I did a poor job. Mac... Flat out refused. <laughs> yes, I did. I did flat out refuse. And most what, likely this is because he can't, he couldn't compete with your intro and he didn't want to feel um, inferior. So I think Cat. he just refused. Cat had my tongue. Cat had your tongue. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, very good. All right. Well, so I think all of you know of the, uh, basically the porn hub of microblogging Tumblr, right? You know, if I'd have known it was the porn hub of microblogging, I'd have been a lot more interested in Tumblr before now. <laughs> I yeah, I, I would I mean I would say that Tumblr Tumblr was basically porn. There were other things on there, I assume. I don't think <laughs> I ever checked out Tumblr at all. It, it's, it's funny, so I mean well, I I once came across um a Tumblr page uh with a bunch of 
really good dirty stories on it. Yep. Yeah. The, but, and I think that stuff, you know, it's hard to say the the erotic content, the you know, the stories and stuff might get to stay. But here's the thing: when when I think of Tumblr, I think of porn. I mean, and and, I, and you guys have apparently just avoided it entirely. It, it, and I just thought it sounded like another microblog that was already um, already on Twitter and uh, Facebook, right? So it's kind of the original microblogging platform, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm, at this point, I, I've I've never looked at it really, and you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And that. <laughs> 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 the, 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 That's the, why they're the animal, it all off. The, the animal references will make soon makes makes sense eventually. <laughs> Trust me, the answer is coming. Um, so anyway, so or we could just leave it as a pig and a poke. Oh. <laughs> 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 Woo! <sighs> unless you insist about unless you insist on talking about the elephant in the room. <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, so but I mean, and so I I I put I put a whole bunch of articles in here, not to beat a dead horse, and they all kind of they say a lot of the same kinds of things that basically it gained its popularity was was how free it was with adult content, and so there's a lot of um a lot of people would go there, you know, to 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 post their content and stuff like that. And interestingly enough, Tumblr skews mostly young women, younger younger women, um. And while Flickr, which is Yahoo's other property, um, skews um, older and male, and so they're definitely um, they're definitely meeting the needs of, of different clientele. Uh, but this the, the what this week we could we could go Tumblr has announced that on December seventeenth they will be banning all adult content on their site. And I don't, did you guys read any of these articles? You have quite a bit. That was a bit overwhelming. Yeah. So, so you're, you're you're asking us to prepare. Yeah. Well, no. Sorry about For that. What? No. No. That how <laughs> stupid of me. Um. Here, I, yes, I put a lot of articles in here, and not because, and not because they all say a lot of different things. They all say a lot of the same kinds of things. And the, there, there, there's a couple of trends that I mean, people are talking about how the, I mean, this number one was a um um a place for where a lot of women were sharing pornography. So. It, it wasn't primarily men that were were driving it on the site. It seems like it's hard to tell exactly how much of the how much of it is pornography, but it seems like uh, they have um, and maybe as much as fifty percent of it, it could be porn, um, and and that seems to drive a lot of the people coming to the to the site. I guess, but another article said that that it was only one percent of, of producers that were putting on pornography. If it's only one percent, I mean, there's a hell of a lot of pornography on there that those one percent are are producing. Um, but it seemed like that was a lot, a place where a lot of people were going and they had a lot of different communities, uh, you know, so they were, they were servicing women for one, that this was a place where they felt safe to share their content, LBGT community, um, you know, the queer communities and stuff like that. All those, you know, the communities were there, um, and, and they're sharing a lot of content now. And so some of these articles that I have in here point to the fact that th- that this is especially bad for women because this is one of the few places where where they were where they felt comfortable sharing, um, you know, sharing their interests um, on these blogs. And so that and that's going to go away. And there's kind of nothing else like Tumblr currently um, uh, in anywhere else. Tumblr was kind of unique in what in the communities that it serviced. So, um, since I, I don't have much experience with Tumblr, can you kind of explain to me what makes it 
so great for uh, people sharing porn? What makes it what makes people feel safe with it? Yeah, I don't know. Um, that that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not sure that, but I mean that that it, it just seemed like it was not, well. Number one, it was acceptable there. It seemed like um, the and the company was had 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 made it harder to find some of that pornography. But then they brought then the, the then they changed the search algorithms and let and made it easier. Um, I, I don't know why. It seemed like people were just yes. felt comfortable posting it there and and putting out. Um, how they felt about certain things on this particular blogging platform, and other every other blogging for, platform pretty much has has banned pornography in any in you know any form whatsoever. So for whatever reason, well that that comes in the aftermath of the um laws that said basically any site that they could prove um had people selling sex through basically um you know pr- <clears throat> even if the site itself didn't wasn't involved in it. If someone was basically trying to do prostitution through right. any site, they could, the site itself could then get arrest uh, in um, legal trouble. So that could that's be, why, yeah, yeah, that's why, um, Craigslist dropped all their, um, adult dating stuff completely. Cause there used to be a hookup thing where you go and, um, that was all dropped site after site after site have, has been basically doing that same thing, getting rid of, um, adult content that, Oh, be, you know, we're not going to take any chances because if we have it, it might happen. And so th- I, this, to me, feels like follow up to that. And Another it, site, yeah, it could dropping it. It could be now. Back in 2013, when Yahoo bought the property, the people thought that at that point that you know that they would be blocking pornography. <clears throat> and um, uh, Melissa Meyer. But then they looked. Then they looked at Yahoo Groups and realized that uh, blocking pornography would dis- be disingenuous. Well, I mean, Yahoo has kind of always been. I, I don't know. The, the Flickr Yahoo has always been banned. Their own, uh, their own uh, dating bit as well. Sure. Well, but at that time, the CEO Melissa Myers said, "No, we, we're not going to block that content." And this, and the guy now who's the CEO five years ago had defended the defended Tumblr as is. But he's the one that ultimately made the decision now to remove it. And it could be because there were a lot of sex workers on that site. And that was, once again, they felt comfortable to talk about what they were doing there. It just had a very sex-positive atmosphere. Um, yeah. When they made these changes, the first article that I read said that um, after making these changes, it was easier to find um, white supremacist um, propaganda than it was to find um, pornography on the site when they changed their, their search algorithms. <coughs> They have a problem, you know. They have a they 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 have um, rules against hate speech, but Tumblr is filled with you know with white supremacist hate speech and stuff like that as well. That you know that they try to remove when they when they catch it, but it's hard to catch this stuff. They recently got um, taking out of the uh, the Apple Store because of child pornography, and this has been another problem on the site that you know bots and stuff like that will will post child porn and you know they remove it when they when they catch it they claim that that has nothing to do with this most recent um you know decision to block <coughs> pornography entirely but it's it's hard to take that at face value i mean considering i mean that that they're essentially getting demonetized um yeah. because of it right so mm-hmm. and, but as soon a, as it comes to demonetization the big companies just Hold their horses and say, "Uh-uh, right." But we're not getting demonetized, right? But because of that, that it's really controlling the content that you, that is available online in, in exactly in, in a lot of these places. So, so you know, these these sites are driving the kind of content. You know, we're in general we're so prudish that a site like this that w- 
that this was primarily what their community was. Now, I don't know if they could monetize a lot of that stuff. I don't know how Tumblr is making money, if it is making money. And I, I read an article saying that they thought it wasn't. And this also might be a way to try and make it profitable. I kind of think that I agree with what a lot of people are saying here is that it's probably going to kill it. And that could be true, too. Probably. And I don't think Yahoo cares at this point. And something else will come up in its place from some other source and people will continue posting their stuff. Well, and I hope that that's true. I I hope that these communities can find a new home that is is accepting um, to them as um, as Tumblr had been in the past. But it would be nice to have one that is uh, more community driven and community owned that is less likely, you know, to have a corporate sponsor that is going to change their mind at some point too. Do you I, think, I think that Do you think that pulling Tumblr was a good move for Yahoo, or do you think they're barking up the wrong tree? <laughs> What? Um, I, I think that they may have um, defeathered it too soon. Yeah. Are you concerned that I'm going to badger you to death tonight? <laughs> uh, anyway, so I just, I, be, I just be an albatross around your neck. You know, uh, I have a, I have um, one probably one of the best articles that I put in here is uh, it says social media uh, sites should focus less on nipples and more on Nazis, and it it, it I think is one of the better written articles talking about um the state of affairs as far as uh, you know that we're almost more accepting you know it's easy i mean the hate speech is is everywhere um and but yet if there's a nipple man phew, people, people well lose you know their i definitely shit. Pre- appreciate looking more at the former than at the latter <laughs> yeah yeah so there's a lot of problems well, that, with, with i think that. it is important uh to ha- for people to have uh and outlets to express their sexuality online it's it's the safest way to express your sexuality out there. Yeah, and I mean, you you made the point. You know, you asked me why I thought that it was the most positive, and why why people felt comfortable doing it. And I don't have the answer to that. If I did, it would be easy to recreate a product somewhere else and and foster that, or maybe not easy, but maybe easier. But because I'm not sure what what the what the key ingredient that made it that way is, I I can't I can't say for sure. I wish I, I wish maybe somebody else knows. I guess I didn't really look into that that closely. It's probably a, a case of a whole bunch of little pieces of a puzzle coming together. I mean, it could start from one person who uh, wrote something about uh, a car chase or something and someone else brought in something. And it's kind of like the uh, old uh, rock soup story. Yeah. You know, they and once the people who are affiliated with that group setting come in, then, you know, it basically becomes their setting, uh, just like any other any other type of uh, any other type of focal point for people bring in certain types of people um, like uh Twitch is uh, a lot of gamers, and YouTube is a lot of um, more pre-creation of uh, content. So it just depends on what started first, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so, it, I mean, I think you could look back and analyze it and maybe create something similar somewhere. But it's got to be, I mean, it, how, how you fund it is, is an open question, I think, too. I mean... Mm-hmm. Could Pornhub put something like this together? Maybe. Is it in their best interest? I'm not sure. Um, I, I, one thing that 
that I what I liked about Tumblr is that if you had any sort of fetish or anything you're interested in or anything that you wanted to explore more or or just you know hadn't ever even heard of, it was there. They, there was a page dedicated to it, and probably more mm-hmm. than one. So I, it was a, it was an interesting site for 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 that. Regardless, now I, I told my I was talking to this about the kids, and I said, you know, I mean, I don't know how many how many um you know how many Bronies blogs you know you you can have to support a site, and they said, well, the Bronies blogs had plenty of porn on them too. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I don't know. I mean, I I don't. I mean, Tumblr is still a place where it has a lot has a um a large variety of things and maybe it will succeed maybe that stuff will will um will continue to thrive i just think that most of the traffic was probably for these adult sites and those communities are are really what were thriving there so we'll see it probably it might not be making money as is um and of course yahoo has new owners too and so we'll see where things go i i think they're going to remove oh, the content yeah. i mean I, i'm not i don't think that it's ever going to come back I think that they're pretty serious about that. It's uh, as far as adult content, Tumblr is dead. But does it have a life after that? I don't know. But I mean, none of you guys were even using it at all uh, already, right? Right. No, yeah. nobody I knew was uh, on Tumblr or asking me to join Tumblrs to communicate with them or anything. I've no. been pointed at some some mm-hmm. Tumblr blogs, some or I guess Tumblr Tumblr streams or something where. One thing happens and a bunch of things kind of take off from it. But overall, I haven't actually gone seeking anything on Tumblr. Sure. And I would say that, you know, for, for the most part, because because what Tumblr offers after you, after you remove the, the adult content, um, it, it doesn't offer anything different than Flickr or um, Facebook or you know, or, or any of these other sites, it doesn't. I don't think it adds anything unique to to that to that blogosphere. I, I don't. I don't think the platform is compelling enough. It's not as compelling as Facebook. Um, in some ways, I liked it better because there was less crap going on on the edges, right? I mean, and and the focus was exactly what you know what the page was for. Um, well, of course, that might be because I block all the ads. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they didn't build it up into something different or something more. Um, no, it was simple, and I think that that might strange. have been also its strength too. Yeah. Is where Facebook is this, you know, this pig of a site now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know, a lot of them that are working right now, like Snapchat and Tumblr, uh, not Tumblr, but uh, uh, lots of other ones. They have a completely different. Uh, a different view and a different way to connect things than yeah. uh, Tumblr did. Yeah, and so, Fli- yeah, I mean, Flickr and Instagram, I think, has some similarities, right? I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't really use either of those, but it seems like that they have some similarities. And I use thing- Instagram, but I use Instagram primarily to post shit that is, that is personally amusing to me. Right, and Snapchat is interesting because there, this this content doesn't is only there for a short amount of time, and then it, and then it disappears, right? So so there's no history there. You can you can do that with Snapchat. I don't think I don't think it's. I think you have to set it that way, but oh, you can't okay. do that. So so in a lot of ways, Snapchat is already doing what 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 maybe what Tumblr um, does without without adult content too. So I I yeah. I think that they're 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 not unique enough to survive. But, yeah, I, they, but I don't know. Yeah, they just haven't become adventurous into anything else. Well, I mean, it's really, you know, community driven as far as the, what the content is, right? And I think that is true. So it could survive based on the other content. Um, I still think I, I, I. But they would have to do some major changes, 
um, if they're losing their biggest hit? Uh, well, here's the thing. It's the metrics are hard to know. I could be completely wrong about this. And every, mm-hmm. and every person that every person on the, that I've read could be wrong too. We, the metrics are not fantastic. One place in, I think Italy did a, tried to do a study and I don't know, I don't know how good their study is. It could be that, that is 1% of the content and, and, you know, and maybe 10% of the traffic and the rest of it is all going to survive. I don't think that's the case. Maybe. Um, but, but we could find out that I'm, that I'm, that my assessment is wrong. Um, I haven't found anybody defending the site saying, Hey, all the other content is really, really good. When, when I've been looking at, when I've been looking at this and, and their decisions to do this, every single, every single article has been, you know, well, they're losing all of their traffic when they do this. I haven't, yeah. I haven't read a single article that, that makes a case the other way. Um, which I find interesting because even if I'm wrong, um, the perception is that that's what that's what they do. That they are the you know that they're the porn hub of microblogging. So you think their chickens are going to come home roast? Home <laughs> roast. I think that they put their cows out to pasture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I mean, we'll see what happens with it. Um, I, I wasn't sure if you guys used it or not. I found it interesting, and uh, that's why it's in the masturbation segment. Or the and then this time, I guess it's the anti-masturbation segment since we're losing all that content. Oh look, I do have a an account on there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't know how many freaking yeah. Well, I, I just created I'm one. Connected to. <laughs> I just created one. I'm trying to find the point on there. How do you find it? Well, you can't anymore. It's not searchable. So the way that you would find it is if you did a Google search of Tumblr. So so when you search in Google, you can tell it what site to search, and you could search for boobs, perhaps. And there you might find the content, but a lot of the content's already being shut down because the seventeenth is when this happens. So if you do in if you do in Google, do site colon www.tumblr.com and then space boobs, see what you find. Find nothing with boob. He was suggesting you search for space boobs. Space boobs. I'm searching <laughs> suggesting you search for space boobs. He wasn't suggesting putting a space between space and boob between <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. And if you can't find either. space boobs, look for space balls. Let's see. There we go. Let's try that. Here, here you go. Uh, I will post this. This is great radio. Oh, no problem with yeah. space balls here. <laughs> here. Oh yeah, it's got lots here. of stuff for space balls. If you, if you look at this Google search, you'll find all sorts of content on Tumblr. Yep. Oh. Oh, there's candy. There's candy. John Candy. Oh. <laughs> As the. Woof, whatever his name was. So, yeah, so there's still lots of adult content on Tumblr barf. right now. His name was Barf. Barf. <laughs> yeah. Disappointed in you, cuz. Very disappointed in you. Mm, I didn't watch it very well the first couple times. I think I was drunk. That is the appropriate way. I I'm, I'm believe so, yes. I don't know. So, I mean, I I just I don't know what's going to happen. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can hear you. My computer's doing something weird, so I I'm going to I have to be careful here cuz I'm afraid it's going to crash on me. We'll so see. I can't I can't do anything. Hmm. Oh, okay. I'm thinking that my browser is locked up, but I can't tell. Oh, now I can move. Okay. Did you guys look at that what I put in there? I saw it run on past and then completely. I, uh, I I took a look at it. There's a lot of boobs. Right. So 
that's how you would search Tumblr for adult content currently. Is 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 essentially what I did because their search, their embedded search, of, doesn't uh, work. Was that? I was, yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna saying it seems uh, like a bit of an inconvenient way to do it. Well, okay. Yeah, and well, but here's the thing: is that they they've changed the search engine because they don't want you to find that on there anymore because they're eliminating that content. So that so they have they've filtered it out. Um, and after the seventeenth, technically, you, you shouldn't be able to find that content at all. But here's the thing: is that is the way that I that I um, crafted that search is a pretty awesome way to search any site, even if they don't have a search, and right. and narrow your search to one site. So little little Google foo for you. All right. Are ready to move on? Sure. I am. Yep. All right. <clears throat> I Wo- am ready. Woman caught stealing package off a of doorstep. Now, this is in our jackass of the week, and this is pretty funny. What What, what is this, Mad Cat? Uh, this is a woman and a guy. I guess they were driving around, and the woman got caught on security camera stealing a package off a of doorstep. And they went down the street, and uh, I guess they figured out what it was because they kind of tossed it out the window and it was uh, 500 i believe 500 it says 500 um, worms for their pet lizard <laughs> worms yeah it was for a uh, a uh, bearded dragon and it was a whole bunch of uh, wax worms. worms wax worms i hope no it wasn't wax worms i believe it was the uh, mealworms mealworms oh uh, my my beardy didn't react well with those hmm. no no, nah, their shells are too hard, too high in phosphorus. Waxworms are a nice treat, though. Mm. Yeah, there's also the um, the other, what is it, uh, dang it. The... So you say that they threw Hello? it out the window? Did, 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 did they throw it out the window later? They, they were driving down the street, and they realized what exactly it was and threw it out the window, but... The woman accused of stealing the pa- superworms, it is. Oh. That, yeah. Uh, instead, mealworms. That's it, mealworms. The other one is. Yeah. But uh, this was superworms, and the woman <laughs> stole the package off the doorstep, and they threw it out the window a little ways away. Neighbor found it and returned it, returned the box to the owner's doorstep. But the owner had... A camera which showed uh, the owner had a camera which showed this woman stealing her package. So this is a ring security camera is what they got here. So this is a doorbell. They've replaced their doorbell with, with a ring security camera, mm-hmm. which is easy I saw to do. Advertisement about that not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, I have so, I have one and I love it. Yeah. So this person is going to get caught for <clears throat> having stolen five hundred superworms for. Right, but here's the thing. And I saw an interesting tip online. Um, If you're like uh, cleaning out your closets and stuff and want to get rid of a bunch of your old stuff, put it in Amazon boxes, uh, put it out on (laughs) your front porch. (laughs) Okay, but here's the thing is that this is the. Okay, number one, it's good that they had some cameras, and it's good that more and more people have these doorbell cameras, right? Because. Because mm-hmm. we catch because we can catch people stealing stuff off of doorsteps, and I think that it's really good. The issue here is that not that she, they stole 500 worms from this person, is that from somebody else they stole packages and they got a lot more, right? Yeah. The, they, they, they didn't they didn't just do this to one house. They're clearly driving nope. up and down the street and looking for the well, for Amazon boxes and taking the, them. Uh, you know what the nickname for that type of person is? 
Oh, it's going to be animal related. I know that. No, actually, it's not. Oh, okay. It's called Porch Pirates. Porch Pirates. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this is happening all over the place, and it, it's great that occasionally they get caught, but most most of the time they're not. I think this is a pretty low risk crime, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it is because. Yeah. But were they they were ab- actually able to use this video and and apprehend the person? They were able to use it, find her. That's awesome. It's a clear picture of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's that, and so more people need to have these doorbell cameras. Mm-hmm. And they're not hard to install, and they're nope. you know relatively inexpensive. And you know, every now and again, get some worms just to make it a pain in the ass to whoever wants to try to steal off your doorstep. <laughs> Everyone go out and buy a bearded dragon. Oh, and teach your bearded dragon to order on Alexa. (laughs) Don't say it. Ah. No, but more importantly, get yourself a ring doorbell. Not a sponsor. All right. Not a sponsor. Nigerian president said he's not a clone, which is probably something a clone would say. So is this, is this, so this is like the whole Paul McCartney thing and that kind of shit, right? Yep. Well, this is a little more uh, a step up from that, as this is a world leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, he went well, in. That's, you know, that's a low bar now that Trump's a world leader. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but I, if if he was to be considered a clone, that'd be uh, scary. I I I think that he was replaced by somebody named Dave. <laughs> um, he would start that conspiracy theory that he's a clone. Oh, okay. Anyway, so what, what's going on here? So Nigerian so, president Mohammed, what? In in this day and age, we actually have a person that has to come forward and publicly say he's not a clone. That, that's the main reason I put this in here. But um, so you have the Nigerian president <clears throat> Mohamedou Bahari. Mohamedou, yeah, I don't know. Okay, he has to basically. He went in for um some medical issues um not too long ago. And apparently a bunch of people claim that during that time he died. And um, this is his clone that was came out of it and is now pretending to be him. This is absolutely amazing that our cloning technology has gotten this good. Well, apparently there has been cloning technology just done not long ago. but Did he him. have uh, an unaltered clone made for himself? No. Did so he? that he could raise it as his own son and it could avenge him after his head was cut off? Or was the plan to create the clone and then transfer his consciousness into this new clone that didn't have uh, didn't? Well, that's what must know. have happened. Was yeah. you know when he went in for that um the medical stuff, he really wasn't in for the medical stuff. He was just transferring his mind into the new body. It you is know, that's the only thing that makes sense here, I guess. It <laughs> is bizarre that that this is taking place. That that yeah, somebody yeah. actually believes this is pretty bizarre. I, I'm actually uh, I'm actually happy to see they referenced the movie Dave a little a little yeah. further down the yeah, article. Yeah, they yeah. sure did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think there was another another movie. I think. Give me just a second to look it up. That, that storyline's been done. <laughs> That's the other thing. This isn't. I, I mean, of all the interesting conspiracy theories, the replacement storyline it's been done. Right. And yeah. Weird Al. I mean, uh, for that matter. Yeah. Uh, the Heinlein. Heinlein the proper. I mean, before they even had a word for clone. And Heinlein over yeah. Heinlein wrote a book called uh, Oh, a Twin Star or something like that. But it was all about somebody taking over for a uh, yeah yeah actors take over for the Earth or whatever they call it. And there's some great scenes because he has like a, a batch of note cards that t- uh, um 
the president or chairman or whatever wrote so that he, you know, because all these people, you want notes. Well, he gets caught at one time because one of the note cards says next to nothing. And the reason it says next to nothing is not because he doesn't like the guy, just the opposite. They're really good friends. So why would he need note cards with all the notes for him to remember? Oh and so God. it was a great scene in there. And that, that'd be the kind of thing <laughs> that a conspiracy like this, um, how many close friends would this guy have? I'd be like, who the hell are you? You don't know a damn thing about my relationship with you. You know? Well, actually, he's uh, he's broken with all these close friends. <laughs> so well, that they don't, the first, they yeah, don't that, placed. That'd be one of the first things you'd have to do if you're a complete imposter. Now, if, you know, if you want to say we have cloning technology that you can transfer the minds, you know, that's a slightly different thing. But they do mention just the whole idea of an imposter. But you are not going to trick the people who are close to them. You know, they know, you know, personal jokes that you have with these guys, little things like that, are not going to be something that you can um, just pull out of thin air. And you know, and that, that's one the, the the idea of this. I, I read another book recently that had tried to do that storyline, and it pissed me off because they didn't address anything like that. It was a it was a, a Hugo Award winning um, writer, and this was a piss poor book with a bad storyline, and that the main plot point was switching um, out of big time political um, alien on on the opposing side. And I was reading the whole thing, and it's like, just because you can copy his mannerisms and his speech patterns, um, the moment he's alone with people that really know him, he's fucked. You, you mm-hmm. can't, you don't know how he is around those people. You don't know the little nuances that people that know him are going to be like, what the fuck? You're not the same guy. Yeah, but if, don't you think that if somebody really dives in and takes the bull by the horns, that they might be able to confuse somebody? <laughs> you know, like uh, I think, I think, I think if if that actually happened, though, that people would be like, "Man, he's acting strange today." Rather than you're not that person. It depends um, on how long he's like that, it, and what he does and doesn't know. See, like I said, um, stuff like within my, you know, with me and my boys, we have little jokes that are personal things between us that we, you know say that we don't really in front of people that don't know us it, the jokes aren't there but when we're at home together it, it's a common thing yeah and, but if, if one of your boys just stopped responding to your jokes or something or didn't seem to get them I, I you might be a little concerned but you, yeah. you wouldn't think that he'd been taken by a duplicate well yeah but <laughs> uh, my mind would automatically jump into conspiracy theories for some reason dumbass if you tried to push me away from a pole and I asked you what the heck you were doing. Yeah. Uh, back to the back to that old thing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so, to me, the, oh, sorry. The uh, the other movie I was referring to is Moon Over Parador, and the Robert Heinlein novel is called Double Star, not Twin Star. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this, so this is written. Uh, Heinlein did yeah, generally is, want to read, but right. Double Star, oh, it's so brilliant. Oh, yeah. It's reminding me of a of a, a just a small little um, story in a meme I saw on Facebook. I've got it up here uh, by uh, a, a user called uh, No More Miss Nice Buy. Uh, she says, um, uh, "My dad has a doppelganger named Eric. For years, people have been coming up to him, thinking he was Eric. Sometimes people get a whole conversation while going while my dad stands there politely, wondering why this stranger is talking to him before they stop, wide-eyed and realize you're not Eric." None of us have ever seen Eric, but we know he's out there. Sometimes a couple of years will go by without an Eric incident, and we worry. But then my dad will come home like, <laughs> good news, guys, Eric's still alive. I met his cousin today. 
(laughs) (laughs) I read that. And it was interesting because I had something like that happen to me in high school. I had a group of kids think that I was somebody else and start bullying me because of it. (laughs) So. Wow. Okay. But for somebody to believe this, they got to be mad as a hornet. Yeah. 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 That's the basics of it. Especially in this day and age. It's weird. I, I, I guess I just don't understand the conspiracy theorist mindset because there's so many things that defy common sense. With they, these. Yeah, they really need to get their ducks in a row. <laughs> you are yeah. accusing people of having common sense. I know. I know. And, and that's, not really a, that's not really a good thing to accuse people of. No. You know, um, I'm not sure it's like so much insanity. I think there is a very... Um, a very uh, entrancing feeling about uh, figuring something out that other people haven't yet. And I think that's probably a, a, a very uh, powerful feeling for a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Sure. Being... It, it's special knowledge, right? It goes back to this idea of having special knowledge. Some, I mean, it it is compelling. Exactly. True enough. Yeah. Well, I'll give you that one. All right. Is it time to move on? Time to move on. Let, let, let's, let's finally talk about PETA's anti uh, aims to discourage anti-animal sayings. <laughs> that nest of vipers. Yeah, PETA's one of those groups that their their supposed philosophy is great. Yeah, if that's true, keep, I'll be a monkey's uncle. If, if, this... But they keep not following through with it and going to weird directions that make them look like a huge joke. And yeah, it's. It, it's... It really kind of smacks of desperation. Maybe yeah. maybe this is their swan song. <laughs> <laughs> They're always trying so to make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. I say hold your horses and let sleeping dogs lie. Yeah, I think we might have jumped the shark. <laughs> so if you haven't noticed, um, we've had a few little Tass, animal dogs. I'm trying to participate. <laughs> Here, I'll help you out. I, I, I got I got a list of twenty five of them. There you go, twenty five. <laughs> you prepared. Animated. You prepared. <laughs> so some someone in PETA decided, hey, let's try and rewrite these animal negative sayings. I guess is what they were. Yeah. Um, the, the first. Uh, uh, so they they have five here of the original sayings and the suggested new sayings that should be placed them. Uh, the first one is kill two birds with one stone. The replacement is feed two birds with one scone. But the <laughs> scones have... Uh... I, I have to say that Tango would like the replacement. <clears throat> well, most people... Yeah. I, I um, Okay, if, if you put this in, you will... Um, on a search and you will find tons of things that mostly deal with the responses to it. The article right. I picked, I specifically tried to pick one that doesn't have the million responses to it because I'd rather us have our own honest responses <laughs> rather than looking at other people's. But one of the responses about the scone one is, well, are those a healthy thing to feed the birds to begin with? Well, well I thought that they had, and, you know, in an article like this is kind of a red flag to a bull. <laughs> so this is getting me mad as a hatter. <laughs> <laughs> Not as a March hare. Okay. Uh, probably a, probably a March hare. Yeah. I meant March Hare, yes. Can, can we go back and do a do-over? PETA does these things because it's like shooting fish in a barrel. 
You're, they're not going to get people to change this. No, no. I, some of these, some of these phrases are, are hundreds of years old, and they are so ingrained <clears throat> in the language. I, you, you can't get a leopard to change right. its spots. <laughs> and the meanings themselves are not necessarily attacking animals. Well, you know, kill two birds with one stone sounds like it, yeah. but it's more of a no one's going out of the thing. Hey, I'll take a stone and throw it at two birds and kill them both. It's really dog eat dog. <laughs> now the one that really to me beating a dead horse ah, sorry beat a dead horse it's not cruelty towards animals it's already dead that's the whole idea of the saying is it's dead already you're not going to gain anything by beating it i think that that uh i think that that particular phrase was coined after they changed the format for the show gray's anatomy in like the fifth season where they changed it to uh a uh, veterinary morgue and they just spent the entire show beating a head, a dead horse. <laughs> Although the replacement for that makes even less sense in feed no. a fed horse. No, <laughs> yeah, it's, that's just... it's a really, no. it... but it's, this is the bringing home the bacon. We like bringing home the bagels better. A lot yeah. of people do that. Uh, that bagels aren't thing. as yummy. Everyone, a dead horse. To, I'll be fair to, to, to beating a dead horse because the the um, the saying implies that beating a live horse could be useful. Well, mm. it could actually, but okay. We, but, but yeah, bring home the bagels is the one that most people seem to say. Yeah, I could go. I I I could do that one. No, I think that they're barking up the wrong tree with this one. You know, Shirley Peta has bigger fish to fry. You would think they do not, and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> go back to yeah. this hot naked women posing. Um. In you know provocative ways, talking about how they don't want to wear fur. I'm all for that. That was a that's fine. The, the, I I understand the fur. You know, I yeah, listen. There is a place for beta. You know, but but they tend to do a lot of this kind of crap where they just it just they just go too far and their message is yeah. going to get missed. Right. That this they isn't helping people them. swim with the fishes. <laughs> but it, it makes uh, it hard to take them seriously when they do something right, and that that's the problem with this is. You want to be taken as a serious group, stop putting out this bullshit that everyone looks at like, yeah. Right. Well, but uh, some of these replacements are not good. I mean, sleeping with the fishes, you know, give him cement shoes. That's I mean, that's not a better replacement. That's true. But <laughs> it's And sleeping with the, the fishes doesn't imply that you're doing anything untowards to the fishes. Right. Exactly. But cement it shoes. It doesn't is, I, well, I guess it could it if, you, if you have a certain. It doesn't specifically say it's non-consensual. <laughs> To true. be fair, they didn't list that one on here at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, PETA, though, they get a bee in their bonnet, they get on their high horse, <laughs> and uh, they go the whole hog. Oh, okay. <laughs> we really have we have really beat the dead horse here. This is beat into the ground. This is dead. I think, I think our point uh, is made. <laughs> how sharper than a serpent's tooth it is to have a thankless host. <laughs> Uh, but I so I mean since since we were beating up Pete already, I I wanted to go back to something they did in two thousand seven. Well, at least that's when it was settled. Um, oh no, this is when it was you sure we've from? got you sure we've got time for this because there's really no room to swing a, a cat on this podcast. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> anyway, Peter had to say there's swing a dead cat. Peter had to say they were sorry to a girl for uh um for taking their pet chihuahua and putting it down. So Peter um. They actually ended up being, uh, they actually settled this case for forty nine thousand dollars. They they were 
looking for, um, I guess, strays, in a, and they were in a uh, trailer park. And so one of the one of the strays happened to be a chihuahua, which they actually lured off of the off of the premises, and then took the then took the animal and put it down that afternoon. Now this is in violation of a state law that says that. Any, any animal like this that you retrieve, you have to wait five days before you put them down, which, of course, they did not do. Um, and and they had to lure the animal off the off the grounds as well. I mean, it, it's just... And I, how did they discover this? Did they, did, uh, some, uh, did they admit to it or did some, did they, was there some uh, uh, witness? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, PETA finally settled, which they claim that they're innocent. But, I mean, I, I'm not sure. Um, I've read this a couple of different places. I put the Guardian on here because they they were the best source I had um, for the article. Um, I'm not sure how it was discovered. Um, a woman removed an unattended and unleashed Chihuahua by the name of Maya, um, which is a Christmas present to a nine-year-old Cynthia Zaret. Um, Maya was put down later that day in violation of a state law that said that, uh, with a five day grace period, PETA was fined $500 for that violation. Um, see the trial was scheduled for September, which, um, since attorney planned to attend and, and a former, former PETA employee about the euthanasia experience, uh, planned to, yeah. I'm, I'm, no. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so I mean, I'm not sure how it, it doesn't go into how what the discovery was on this. Well, I you know it's it says that they were there with the with the mobile park owner's permission. Yeah, so but my understanding of the facts was, of the story is that they had to, that they had to lure the dog off the property. Um, yeah, and maybe that's not is that not in this one? I'm not sure. Well, it does say it in that the, they had to lure the dog off the property. Yeah, but. I, I'm saying maybe that's the chain of evidence saying that they were there with that guy's permission. So when the dog disappears, suddenly the owner is getting questions and he's pointing his finger at PETA. Well, that's interesting, though. But but if that's true, why did they have to lure the dog off the property to take it if they were there with it, with the with? Well, with you, the mobile you, park you're owners? not uh, you're not going to get even uh, you're not going to get a feral dog or cat or <laughs> a tame dog or cat to really come to you without luring unless unless it wants to come to you. Right, but the key word is off the property. You if if yeah. if they had permission, they could they didn't have to go lure I'm it off the property. I'm thinking off the off the I'm thinking off the person's lot. Well, I don't is what I'm thinking, yeah, maybe, but I don't know. I'm not sure uh, when I read that, I'm not sure if if, you, if it's off the person's lot yeah. or off the or off the trailer park property. Either way, right, but Here's the thing: is that it would be pretty obvious pretty quickly that it wasn't a feral animal, too. Yeah, you know, yeah. Th- this this is this is Peta. Peta doesn't want anybody to have an animal. They think it's already. They think that's cruel. Except for the people who own them, you know, own them and work for Peta already. I mean, yeah. and and Peta doesn't want other people to put down animals. Well, they want to be the only people to do it. They consider pet ownership to be a form of involuntary yeah. bondage. Anyway, so th- they ended up settling and paying um, forty nine thousand to the. Um, to uh, the family of the dog that they killed, and then they donated another two thousand to a local um, branch of the uh, Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Uh, which I'm not sure why that's part of the settlement, but uh, okay, that's good. I mean, at least the uh, SPCA is a worthwhile organization. Um, they probably have made mistakes, but I don't think that they overstep as often as Peter does. They should have added in the, that the child should have been allowed to kick them in the kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, it was her dog. 
I'd say well, higher. Uh, I'd, I'd say, say higher. higher. I, I, it's a know, child. How I, do you expect him to kick him that high? I get her some kung fu classes. <laughs> anyway, well, make um, those two my, women kneel. My daughter, um, one of her one of her passions is trapping feral cats. And you know what she does with feral cats when she traps them? She either gets them she either gets them neutered and basically tames them for people to adopt, or she gets them neutered and releases them back into the wild, but where they can't produce more feral cats. Hmm. Right. And okay. those cats already take up a, they take up a space, making it so another cat can't take up the space in as a new space because that cat's gone. That cat is still there. So, so he's close, you know, but it's this whole PETA's PETA's philosophy on this seems incredibly ill thought out and extreme. And hey, do, do, do they have a suggested replacement for choking the chicken or spanking the monkey? <laughs> <laughs> Beating the bishop, I think, is the uh, I think that's the acceptable. Oh, but I think that actually the Catholic Church is doing that now. Yeah, that's true. So maybe punishing Percy in the palm. <laughs> you mean Rosie Palm and her five friends? All right. Um, we are. Let's see. Let, uh, let's do. Let's do the science stuff here. That that Mad Cat has been uh, so thoughtfully uh, laid out for us. Okay. Because we certainly took up a, a, a lot of time uh, <laughs> with animal euphemisms, definitely. Punching peta. Pun- yeah, punching you peta. You know, <laughs> I, I think we were kind of running around with ch- like chickens with our heads cut off, but. All right. So what? So what is this? So um, the microchipping salamanders. Did we talk about this? Nope. Okay. We did not talk about this because I was. I got sick, and then ah, there was the moving bit and everything. Okay. So, so what is going on here? This looks interesting. <clears throat> Basically, these uh, researchers, uh, student researchers, are microchipping these newts and uh, finding out where they go and what they do, which so, I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, transmit doing transmitters in a uh, in an animal, which is you know, neither neither land nor water. I mean, right, so. uh, it's a amphibian, so it's both basically. But they spend most and, of the time in the water, don't they? I mean, because otherwise, won't, won't they dry out on land after a certain amount of time? I mean, they, yeah, yeah, a certain amount of time they would. Um, so they are in water a lot, but they're they're also a pretty small animal. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing is how how big are these transmitters, and and how how do you you can't power a transmitter that small, can you? So how how are they how are they collecting this data? Well, the transmitter was, let me see, 1.3 gram radio transmitter. That I found interesting. 1.3 grams. Right. And, and so- your uh, <clears throat> your giant salamander would probably be about 5 to 10 grams, maybe 20 grams. Oh. I'm not quite sure about the specifics about that type of uh, salamander, but it wouldn't be too extremely big. Right, but how are they powering it? Is my question. Or, or do they have relay well, points where, where they, where is it an RFID type chip where it can be powered externally and they collect data? I mean, well, but they want to be collect this data all the time, right? What, what data are they collecting? Well, they, uh, they put the transmitter outside on the body, okay. but it inhibited the movement and it harms them. Right. So surgery was the better option. So they would surgically put the transmitter in them, then they would 
find them within six weeks, one week before the little tiny battery runs out and the animals go off the grid. So they would get them and they would remove the little. Okay. Okay. So basically it's, it's the same as any other transmitter type situation on a larger animal. It's powered on a battery. It's just a matter of right. Making right. sure the battery is changed, or in this case, the device is removed so as not to make them make them right. sick. And they're trying to figure out with the this study guys. what exactly is going on with the uh, with the amount of them declining. Uh, it's like with the with frogs, the that the amount of frogs uh, it's declining, and they don't know why. And salamanders and frogs are some of the animals on the bottom of the food chain so it's very disturbing that uh, these animals are disappearing per se didn't they find that the reason that the salamanders were disappearing in the first place is because people were catch capturing them and doing mad science shit on them like putting transmitters inside them there could <laughs> be that too go ahead i was gonna say plus there's the percentage that um that go blind after uh, after requiring after meeting witches who require ingredients. That so is true. I, I've got a, I've got an important scientific question. Um, what percentage of uh, reptiles or um, amphibians uh, have the ability to transform like Ned's newt? I would say point zero 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 one. Oh. So it kind of sucks for you. Yeah. No, nobody else here has seen Ned's newt. Nope. No idea what nope. you're talking about. Is it a Canadian thing? Probably. I'm thinking so. Yeah. <laughs> well, then most of our audience probably won't get it either. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting, too. These north northwestern salamanders secrete a poison that is strong enough to kill small predators such as snakes and shrews, but it only causes mild skin irritation in people. And they are carnivorous little critters, eating insects, spiders, worms, and slugs. They're hoping to it would be easy to find and recapture the little subjects in six weeks before they allow them to go back. I wonder what happens if, you know, you're going to recapture a salamander that you implanted with this transmitter and all you find there is something that's a salamander predator. I, I wonder what you do at that point. Something that the salamander predator uh, yeah, basically predator to the instead salamander? Of, instead of finding the salamander, you find a salamander predator where the salamander should be, implying therefore that the uh, salamander was uh, was Eleven's. Ah, well then I guess that would kind of suck too. Yeah, I mean, how much? I guess it, it invalidates a lot of their research, I would think. But anyway, just a thought. I think these things. Mm, that's okay. Lots of us think about different interesting things. Does it say how many newts they did this on? Mm. I mean, Let's you're going to lose a couple of newts. You're not, you're not all going to, I mean, they're not all going to come back, obviously, right? So some of them are going to get obviously, eaten by predators. Obviously, they would have had right? to do a certain amount. Yeah. It says animals. Yeah. So it does say tiny battery. So that is really cool. Yeah. And how many of those newts turned back into John Cleese? Point zero 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 one percent I've heard. All I could think of was... The uh, line from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, she turned me into a newt. <laughs> a newt. I got better. All right. And so so the next thing that you've got in here is uh, is four diseases you can get from your prep pet reptile. 
Yeah, because uh, there were there were instances of um, <clears throat> they were saying that in certain different uh, groups online, it, there was a rumor that the humane societies were going to try to make it so that people could not keep reptiles as pets due to the factor that they can give you salmonella, botulism, campy. Yeah, I can't pronounce that either. And I'm assuming it's campylobacteriosis. But on yeah. the other hand, um, cats... Cats have uh, coccidiosis. Yeah. I think it's like tosmoplasma. In, All I could think of was it, cat scratch fever, but... But also, the, what's the one with it that women can get um, from their toxo toxoplasmosis? That's it. Right, which yeah. is coccidiosis. Oh, it is. Yeah. The same. Okay. Toxoplasmosis uh, is from a parasite called coccidia. Uh, coccidia. How often do people get these from their reptiles? How common is it? Um, I do not know how common it is nowadays. I haven't heard very much of it. In these days, I know that when I was a kid, it was very common to have red ear slider uh, turtles, but a lot of people got salmonella at that time. But I yeah. think a lot of that was probably because people didn't know that uh, the turtles had salmonella or could carry salmonella. Yeah, uh, whereas but- people these days know an awful lot more about the animals, hopefully. Yeah. And... It's a simple factor of wash your hands. In yeah, which is the same warning, clean. same warning you get when you're preparing chicken. Right. So you shouldn't kiss salamanders. And, and the fact mm-hmm. that certain toads can give you a high when you lick them doesn't mean that you should lick turtles, too. You're not supposed to lick turtles. You're not supposed to kiss toads. You're not supposed to kiss reptiles or well, lick them. Plus, when it comes to turtles, a lot of those little fuckers carry martial arts weapons. That is true. Uh, but, but I just made up a new euphemism, licking the turtle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Lick the turtle. Yeah, I'm quite sure that they would like that. Uh, <laughs> Raphael might not be so angry anymore. Anyway. Nah. No, he'll always be angry. <clears throat> it's his It's his defining characteristic. Yeah, I think that's true. Mm, that is true. Yeah. That is true. But he's but, the leader yeah. of the group, transformed from the norm at a nuclear goop. However, one of the, I don't think there's been a newer TMNT than this one, but the last one I know of, they made the TMTs from space. It's still true that, you know, pizza's the food that's sure to please. These ninjas are into pepperoni and cheese. Yes. All I I remember clearly is the Michael Bay version, which of course ruined my childhood. (laughs) (laughs) I have the role-playing game original. Now back to our story. It's not hard to find. This is not just in the body, but in the mind. Those are the words that the master instructed, but a letter from Shredder had Splinter abducted. Huh. Uh, Interesting little side fact. Uh, Ian probably knows this. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were actually intended to be a spoof of comic book characters. Yep. They They were originally given, their origin story actually depended upon the uh, radioactive cylinder that hit Matt Murdock in the forehead. Yes, it was. And the way they figured out on what they were doing, they were actually hanging out at a club one night after whatever they worked at and all, and they just were drawing on on napkins and 
that's how they created them, being all drunk and every, uh, drunk and surly on the beer. And then Archie Comics bought the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and uh, away it went. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's amazing what you can do just drawing on a couple napkins and such. Yeah, I know. You can't dust this off like some old coffee table. Well, just, you know, like uh, pure, um, what, what do you call it? Uh, like just brainstorming the silliest things out there. That that can have a uh, a pretty uh, pretty cool artistic uh, value just in and of itself, just going with uh, the silliest thing you can find. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's not like somebody can sit down and like write a major bestseller on uh, on some napkins. Nope. Sitting nope. in a never, coffee shop. Never could do that, it, it's never going to happen. That's, never. That, that shit's crazy. Need those monkeys. It's not like it's not like that would spawn a, a monkeys series of pa- monkeys on typewriters. It's not like that would spawn a series of seven seven highly successful young adult books and uh, eight movies and two more after that. Not no, a chance. couldn't happen. We still yeah. need those monkeys and the typewriters. But since you've been born, you've been willing and able to protect the weak, to defeat the sneak, and fight for your rights and your freedom to speak. <laughs> oh man does nobody else know that song no i'm, I'm i I'm remember listening. it i remember come on it. you know the one right on the half shell that the heroes for in this day and age who could ask for more the crime rate is high and muggings mysterious all police center texture are fierce because they can't find the source of this lethally evil force now this is serious so give me a quarter i was a witness get me a report i'll call april o'neill and on this case andy better hurry up there's no time to waste i'm guessing this is from the first uh, the first movie movie yeah the first movie yeah yeah way back when mc hammer yeah (laughs) okay uh, I know. We're probably in violation of copyright at this point. <laughs> that is quite possible. Uh, yeah, but we're not using it for monetary purposes. That's true. That is true. We're using it for educational purposes. Right. <laughs> yes. Do you not feel educated? <laughs> no, I might be dumber after this. Are after this. you not entertained? Uh, all right. Where, where are we at here? I think, I think that's it, guys. That's it. I, I, yeah. Sounds good to me. So that's the last one for the year, and you know we'll start again in twenty nineteen. In January, yeah. See what the new year has to bring for us. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> so let the, let, let's bring the cows home and put this thing to bed. That's right. Say that's goodnight, another everybody. one in the milk can. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike, no-derivatives, 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Kennel. Find more of Peter's music at SoundCloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.